millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, so many. Let's just sit here. That's nice. Oh. oh. This is quite a glamorous little Isn't little it? spot to do it. Oh, it's lovely. It literally is like glittering and glitzy, isn't it? That looks amazing. It does look. So we're basically we're sat outside the Gillian Lynn Theatre. Oh, I'm doing a video on my phone. I tried to take a picture. I probably should do a video, actually. Yeah, that would be better. Nice. Um, okay, I'm going to do a video. Go on. <laughs> and hold the microphone. This is impressive stuff. Okay. Yeah. Sitting in the glamorous West End of London. Outside the Gillian Lynn. Literally on the pavement. Yeah, exactly. Uh, outside the Gillian Lynn Theatre, which is, is looking lovely, actually. Isn't it? You know, the, the actual the colour of the poster matches the colour of the, the dusk sky. Oh, it's nice. It's just the and, right time to be out of here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're in the interval of, of Crazy For You. And um, tell you what, I can't wait for this show to be finished. Are you exhausted? I mean, you I'm weren't a... expecting to be coming back and doing all the first yeah, trumpet shenanigans. I'm going to stop this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so basically, we've recorded this intro already. Yeah, we have. We're back for round two. We recorded it just before you went on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, I have not done, I've not, I've not edited it and put and it out. You've been on holiday and come back. That's right. But also, as we left, I was like, oh, this is your last show. Yeah. And you were saying, yes, that's right. off I yeah, go. Off, yeah, yeah. Little did you know there'd be uh, various things happen. Yeah. And I've, I've been in quite a lot, but uh, it's been good. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough old blow, actually. It's a flipping roast, isn't it? Been doing some of the first part. Sounds awesome. Oh, it's thank, really great. Thank you, thank yeah. you. It's, yeah. it's tiring, mate. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so this is a great episode. It is really good episode. Yeah. Um, uh, you may remember we we chatted in well in it came out in 2020. Yeah. Our fifth ever episode with, with Johnny Abraham. Yes, and, and he's uh, back for more. He's back for more. Yeah. <laughs> You're already rushing it along. Yes, I'm looking at the clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Six minutes, oh my, this is good. Okay, yeah, right, it fine. It's through. fine, it does fly through. Um, well, he's back. Um, if you remember, he was he was sort of going through a phase of um, not writer's block, but he'd written some amazing music, just mm. couldn't decide how to get it down. How, couldn't how to let actually, it go. He couldn't, he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't say it's done no. let's just record it and, and put it out there anyway um, he, he is he has done that yes. he's recorded an album the name now is J.F. Abraham that is the uh, okay so this is what we should be saying and yeah. what I failed to do last time we tried yeah, to record yeah, yeah. this that's right J.F. Abraham J- I can't and say it and the album <laughs> is called A Different Kind of Light yes uh, I said that just as someone scrunched up a uh, bottle again, of water <laughs> The album is called A Different Kind of Light, J.F. Abraham. And it's pretty much by now, I think, all available except for one song. Okay. Which might be out soon by the time this comes out, if this ever does come out. (laughs) Exactly. Um, It's been on the market for two years. (laughs) And basically, we we chat mainly about about this process because it feels like, you know, we set it up 
few years ago and now he's actually finished it and it's so good it really it's is so good so go go to Bandcamp and Spotify and all those places and listen to it. So we must not forget to mention the major thing yeah. that's coming up for him, which is he's got a live show yeah. performing the album uh, on 7th of September yeah. at Stanley Arts. Stanley Get Arts. your tickets. Yeah, he's got a full band. Yeah. It's several people, uh, <laughs> at least <Several>. seven, <laughs> less than 12, something like that. Somewhere in that region. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't know Johnny, J.F. Abraham, let me tell you a little bit about him. He is multi-instrumentalist, composer, orchestrator and conductor. He originally is, was a trumpet player, has always played guitar, sung. He has, uh, for the last, I think since 2015 or 16, 14 actually, I think he... <laughs> Since twenty, <laughs> oh, since twenty fourteen, he's yeah. played bass in public service broadcasting. Yes. So if you're a fan of them, you will have seen him. As well as playing bass for them, he also has orchestrated for them. Yes. He's also orchestrated for Bastille. And he did some arranging for the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, he right? did. Yeah, yeah. That's he cool. does stuff for BBC Concert Orchestra. Yeah. He's worked for Netflix. He's worked for the old Dirty Bastards. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's done it all. On. He's done it all. Don't need to say no more. We need no. to say no more. Thing is, we didn't really talk about any of that stuff. No, we, didn't. we talked about his brilliant album and yeah. the gig that's coming up. So yes. go and buy tickets to that. It's yeah. probably sold out, but but have a look. Yeah, I mean, give it a go because yeah, it'll be worth it. A it. Go. Otherwise, just turn up and try and get in on the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be fine. Uh, and what's really exciting <gasps> is yes. for the first time ever, we we did a new thing where we uh, recorded a special version of one of his songs. And it's going to be at the end of this podcast. Yes. It's Johnny, J.F. Abraham, <laughs> Verity and me. V.C. Simmons. No, no sorry. What's your, is that's, that oh, that's yeah. My, yeah. That's Jay Philpott. There we go. That's what and, it is. And uh, it's a special version of his track, Home. Yeah. So, so stay gorgeous. tuned to the end of the episode yeah. to listen to that. Mm. We can tell if the theatre's about to start the oh, show yeah. because the escalator changes direction. And, and I, genuinely, it's one it? of the biggest thrills it's so I've exciting. had since getting to this theatre, is discovering that that happens. I don't think it's changed yet. No, so we're, we're actually fine, aren't we're we? Fine, we're yeah, fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. And uh, so we're not going to come back for an outro because we have no. to go and do a show. Yeah. But yeah, enjoy the chat. It's a great chat. He's a good, good man. Yeah. And <laughs> we sat in my studio in the garden and uh, huddled together on the sofa oh, and chatted. It was lovely. I think he felt safely cocooned by us. Yeah, didn't yeah. He? <laughs> uh, that's it. So. Yeah. That's it. I don't have to say any more. Go no. to the gig, listen to this, and and share it as well. I mean, why not? <laughs> we never those, ask for that no, anymore, no, but, but whatever. Yeah, and maybe you know, rate us on Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Tell and all your friends. Apple. Yeah, just um, just, just carve just it into a Granny Smith. We don't carve care. Carve in how many stars you like onto a Granny Smith and leave it in a shop. Yeah. Um, yeah, lovely. And we'll be back very soon. Yeah. With more. 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 We've got more. more in the There's bag. More. There's more. There's more. All right. Enjoy. This is J F Abraham. So this is like a, on some podcasts I listen to where where they say um, <laughs> and they say <laughs> and they say have we have we started yet? And they go yeah we we just you know we just it's very loose start. There's no yeah grand introduction. We like that. That's we what like we do. That. That's what we try and do. Like stealth, basically stealth start. Yeah, and often yeah. it's like twenty minutes into the interview, and then they go, "So we started." And are we going to yeah. start? <laughs>
and they've been slagging someone off and that was like that was all great stuff yeah we did yeah. it the other day and um, but actually the guy then continued to slag that man off and, oh it's gonna i don't know how i'm gonna edit that i really don't well, I, I just hate that you know with the shift where it goes like so um welcome to the show and it's a diff- yeah. it's a different energy and then it's like oh we were having a good chat before <laughs> yeah yeah because I, so another sorry johnny just listing off other podcasts we've done at the beginning of yours <laughs> that's but fine that's we fine d- we did another one and we sort of tried because we we're like right okay we're going to absorb the intro into mm. this podcast we did another one and i listened back to it and it's so funny because we're so unnatural and we're it, and you say so if you go Welcome to the bar. What would you like to have to drink? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. When, 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 was this recently? Yes. Oh. We haven't released it yet. Oh, no. So I, I thought I've got better at this, but no, I've actually got worse. No, it was only because we were trying something new. And what I'd say is it, it doesn't really work. No. But I think we should do it anyway because it's so clunky that it's funny. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm uh, certainly not just blaming you, by the way. I'm horrific in it. Well, do you think yeah. we've got any better at this? I don't know, Johnny, was, when were st- you on episode? <laughs> this, is, this is all good stuff. Yeah. This, is all, this is all reassuring. Yes. <laughs> it's like you walked into a counselling session. <laughs> Have we got better? But you were here. What episode number was it that we spoke to you? Uh, I was in single digits, Five. I think. Five. Five. Wow. <gasps> I listened to a bit of it today. Now you're on 700 and... Got a wobbly 55. mic. Seven hundred and fifty-five. Wow. Yeah. yeah something All like right. That. Yeah. And when we'd done the one with you, <laughs> which is not good English. <laughs> when we done that one, um, we weren't. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know if we've improved to be honest. But it was. We were finding our feet. That was. That's for sure. And we yeah. hadn't released anything yet. It was that's months true. before we'd actually released anything, and we chatted for ages. We and, did, yeah. We, um, we talked for a long time and, and we had biscuits. Well, that's good. Um, I remember that much. And then I remember walking around Beckenham Place Park, listening to it and um, pulling <laughs> Grinch face at us, <laughs> like oh. kind of crunching up my face and m- bringing my shoulders up to my ears and thinking, ah, oh no, <laughs> why oh. did you say that? <laughs> but no. you know, it's, that's all right. I don't mind. That, <laughs> it's all part of my media training. and that's what we are hoping to provide for people has your media training improved as your as your Uh, media i'd say uh, presence and speech (laughs) i'm i'm self-media trained like mine like i'm home media trained yeah um i do it all myself i watch a lot of uh watch a lot of youtube tutorials (laughs) on just how to be how to how to be uh, from footballers and stuff <laughs> yes yeah well a lot of i watch a lot of footballer interviews I well, do. They, they've got the most the most visible media training journey mm. they? you, you yeah. see someone like i mean for example declan rice 10 years ago in yeah. an interview yeah compared to what he's like now in promotional videos yes and <laughs> and muller rice adverts how perfect it couldn't be better rice, could it rice yeah. rice baby yeah <laughs> that's it that's yeah so he's doing very well he's, he's doing <laughs> very well trained he's got that big rice money yeah. <laughs> there's a lot i mean the german yeah. german company i imagine oh i, I rice, think so yeah. i once got a bear a muller rice bear given to me free oh. at an athletic scene. was you used to have the bear <laughs> I don't know what it said, but it spoke. In the, the advert, yeah, the bear that. spoke, and uh, I got given it. It's really cool. I've still got it somewhere. Mm, wow! What's it say? Mm, I love rice or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Do, yeah. you, do you get Miller Corners still? Yeah, they're great, aren't they? Must must do. I mean, that's kind of the, the corner stone mm. <laughs> of Muller. You got Muller Corner, you got Crunch Corner. Yeah. They're good. Crunch Corner was at like always more more fun, I thought, because instead of the pot of jam, you'd have a pot of, I don't know, clusters of some kind. Yeah. Usually chocolatey. Little biscuit, chocolatey. Mm. That's nice. God, isn't it? Um, and I didn't really used to uh, dig jam and yogurt I didn't even really like yogurt now I tell you an exclusive I had yogurt this morning for breakfast yeah times have changed for you yeah, exactly I'm growing up yeah. do you still have your cheese do you have cheese for breakfast sometimes yeah with hummus uh, no peanut <laughs> peanut butter cheese isn't that Paul McCartney yeah I get you too confused <laughs> oh it wasn't you it was Paul <laughs> Paul McCartney uh he has a bagel with hummus on it, definitely hummus, but maybe also, oh, I think it might be Marmite. I think he has Marmite and hummus on a bagel. Oh. You have Cut cucumber. triangles. Oh, yeah, no, th- this was it. I don't know if I revealed this last time. For <laughs> 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 treading old ground. Here's a, here's a thing. I like to have a bagel with peanut butter, crunchy, uh, thin slices of cucumber, and mm. then you get like a, a little, a little, um, I kind of like to call it like a dot of sriracha in the middle of each cucumber piece. That's nice. And I think I spoke to you about it. Probably. Um, and there was some kind of hesitation, but my idea was like, you know, they say in cooking, you know, you need salt, acid, fat, heat, right? Yeah. So, uh, salt peanut butter yeah. and sriracha and also probably the bagel <laughs> acid now sriracha maybe a bit yeah, in the sriracha I'm say. yeah fat again most of it yeah but particularly the peanut butter yeah heat sriracha and toast and toast hot toast <laughs> i mean it's you've nailed it there. yeah i'm I thinking think, about some other winning combos that you could have now um oh what else do i like to do pork Vinegar. <laughs> you know, the old Ready bit salted of, crisps. The old bit of uh, salty porky vinegar. Yeah. yeah. I think you're a vegetarian. Oh, that's um, rubbish for you then. Well, here's an interesting <laughs> development. Again, I was I was of the I was of I was from the pescatarian tradition for a long time, about six years because You're born in the sea. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I I, I ate too much nasty meat. I think, and I had a moment on tour where I just thought this, this has got to stop. So for a long time, I didn't, I didn't have any meat, uh, apart from three occasions where I had five chicken selects from McDonald's, <laughs> and, and then, um, yeah, quite recently, maybe last summer, I had a bit of meat, and I thought. That's all right. That's interesting. Uh, and it didn't kind of do anything to my insides, I don't think. Or anything. the planet. Or the, or the planet. I think the planet's still fine. Was it, <laughs> yeah. it I didn't see any marked okay. difference. Yeah. No. no. Uh, long and the short of it is now I have very occasional meat. Of Qu- good quality or any quality? Um, f- like the official line is going to be good quality. 
Really good quality. But if meat. I was to put a, a double cheeseburger in front of your nostrils, wow, you'd who knows? Snuffle it but up. Could be good quality. Yeah, could be. Not the one I'm imagining. Probably won't be. If you had a little pork pie, pork pie is an interesting or a Scotch one. egg. Um, Scotch egg. Good guy, actually, Scott. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? If only we'd know, we could have had a little conveyor belt. I just put it in front of Johnny's yeah. face. Yeah. Just have to yeah. go see, past slowly. What will Johnny eat? And yeah. Just a selection, maybe some beef jerky. Yeah. Maybe some Serrano. I, I think, still think we could oh, do that. Well, yeah, something like Serrano would probably be on the list, I guess. I mean, it's basically nothing, is it? It's, it's, it's waffle yeah. thin. Yeah, that's waffle. right. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I, 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 still, I still think... Yeah, don't don't do it a lot, but I, th- I maybe it's something to do with with getting older. But in to a degree, it's like you know maybe these hard hard held points of view mm. soften a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, or maybe I'm just slowly slowly kind of making that transition into like true like true villain again. And before I know it, I'll be kind of having veal burgers for yeah <laughs> did you have a villain phase yeah it was about kind of nine to eleven yeah ages nine to eleven oh I think. right ages nine to eleven yeah sorry i chose but yeah i didn't know the, back then no 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 exactly <laughs> well villain. probably for the best eating oh god what do you call it uh you know where they force feed geese <laughs> Yeah, foie gras. Foie gras. Yeah, is that yeah. Like nine to well, eleven. You were massive. Probably in, was in Bromley. <laughs> probably since the mid nineties, weren't you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> there the, he goes, that villain Johnny. Birds. <laughs> His birds that he's force feeding. <laughs> the, the birds of Kelsey Park. None of them are safe. <laughs> I was just going around with a tube of tube of I don't know what they eat. Uh, Other birds. Just more foie gras. <laughs> <Other> birds. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. I'm glad you're out of that phase. Yeah, no, it's all a bit calmed down now. Mm. What do you describe this phase of Johnny as? Uh I I'd say generally just um uh probably calmer, low key, um content. Is it you a know. different phase to the last time we spoke to you? One hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were kind of uh you were kind of really on the on the on the cusp of full angst, I reckon, around that time. So. Well, I know we've covered the major things that you've changed in your life, like yeah. yogurt and meat, <laughs> but something else slightly smaller, like you've the music that we chatted to you about. Yes, back then. Yeah, it's it's done. It's it's done it's out there. It's done, and it's it's slowly getting out there. Yeah, it, that's um, amazing. Yeah. It's it it is quite that is definitely a nice thing to have um, remembered that we spoke about that and a, around that time I still had quite a I suppose just like a, not necessarily defeatist but I just thought there's no way of doing it and I think the issue was I was I was quite, as a lot of things in life but I was seeing the whole I was seeing the whole record and the whole releasing of a record as this one enormous um weight to to try and get hold of to try and sort out and it's like with anything you realize that anything of kind of that scale has to be approached in chunks you can't you can't just do it all at once um so it took me about three years but i did get around to kind of finishing it and then starting to release it so yeah it's nice yeah 
I, I listened to a bit of it this morning. No, the podcast you did. Oh, with yeah. Us. Right, right. And I listened to the, the songs you've released. Yeah, that's good. Um, you were talking about, I'm going to write it down because uh, the quote, quote from you, you said you were, you were sort of holding yourself back from writing or recording one song because it doesn't feel relevant until mm. it's part of a larger body of work. Wow. How did you eventually get over yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's exactly that. Getting over yourself. It's so yeah, that's perfectly put, and I've no problem with that summary because it's true. <laughs> I, I, that's one of the things and re reasons why you kind of don't want to listen back to yourself too much. In my case, is just for that fear of the real pretentiousness just just coming through. But I don't think it's necessarily like kind of like a I don't know like self indulgent thing. I do think it, it's mainly based on fear and fear of failure so we make up excuses or i certainly did made up excuses for a reason not to do something which kind of i would like rationalize in my head um but yeah it's it's the it's been like the nicest discovery for me to realize that you you, ju you just don't get anywhere unless you start and it sounds so simple but it is true you have to just start mm. and and that you know there is this i find it very like comforting to realize that actually ultimately um no one it doesn't really affect anyone whether you release something or don't release yeah. something or write or whatever um and yeah getting over yourself and just just committing to it and uh enjoying that process and be trying to be more disciplined with that process is it's good and it, it's it's quite nice not to make excuses about it anymore. It didn't come across as pretentious when you were no, saying it. No. We weren't thinking that. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't blame you if you did, though. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, when, when we did the intro. Well, that was a load of old pretentious yeah. garb, wasn't it? I just it, nipped out it? to the loo and yeah. <laughs> you had a slagging off moment. Yeah. Ooh, Mr. Tim! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. But like, did you also feel that having some, it's a very personal album. It right? is, yeah. It's, yeah. Did that distance from that, you know, in terms of mm. time, did that help the whole process? I think so. I mean, I, I, and the difficult thing as I went through the process was this thought of like, you know, that you just said, Seb, about it not being relevant. And that was always my worry. It's like, oh, this doesn't necessarily feel applicable to me anymore. So... Why should I make it? And then again, it's that is just an excuse. And then when you make it as and you finish it and you start to release it, now when I listen to it or at the moment kind of uh, rehearse it and try and learn it all again, I realise that you know that there's there's merit to it because it not, might not be who I am or what I feel now, but it's. You know, you can't stop yourself from doing something based on it not being relevant all the time. Um, and it's going to be relevant in different ways. And and I think for people who love music and love any form of art and culture, it's like the same piece of art will mean something different to you in 10, 15 years time than it did when you first heard it or saw it. So, yeah, it's all... I, got, I do quite like this getting over yourself thing because it is it is just that. It's like, you know, 
if you if you if you're not necessarily feeling the song, then you don't have to play it or whatever. But just finish it, you know. Just do just mm. just do it because um, I think uh, again, it's just I think for me, it was this idea that everything I had I was going to put out had to be really good and really representative of of who I was and what I could do and and uh, yeah, I just don't feel that same pressure anymore, really. That's good. Which yeah. is nice. So, yeah. like, yeah, so it must have been a point where you were like, right, I'm just going to book in, book it in with, yeah. with, with and, and who did you book it in with and well, where, where did you do this? Yeah. So, that, like, that was it. It was, it was um, making the commitment, like, financially and time wise that really got me into gear, I suppose. And, and, and it kind of made it more real. So, I, um, through working on a bunch of different things, I've met a wonderful producer and, and person called Gethin Pearson, who, um, yeah, I'd, I'd done some sessions with and I'd spoken to him about wanting to make this record and he was basically there as someone who was going to help me and facilitate different things. And he had a friend um, called Owen Fleetwood Jenkins who, uh, along with his partner Jody, they run a studio down in Pembrokeshire, um, Southwest Wales, and it's called Studios, um, as in Owen's name, O's at the end. Hey. Hey. And uh, it's like a converted old chapel. It's very beautiful, and they got a lovely house where they put you up. Um, and I think it was kind of at a time where things were like lifting a bit with COVID, so. They had some space. Um, so, yeah, me and James Null and James Campbell. So James Null is, uh, were, uh, played the drums and percussion and has kind of been, was part of this process from like very, very early stages. James Campbell is uh, a, well, a, a sound person to, you know, with lots of different assets like he's, he does live sound. He is a, an engineer and he's also a mix engineer. Um, and yeah, just a great guy to work with. You know, both of them were. Um, so yeah, we went just the three of us. And the plan was that in that week we were going to get the, what were we going to do? Oh, the drums, drums and bass was the kind of big target. Yeah. It's like once we've got that foundation, me and James can play live together and, and we can kind of build from there. But as it turned out, uh, James was very good and efficient and uh, we got the drums and bass done in the first couple of days. And then um, they had like, Owen had the really nice piano. So we used that and he had some cool guitars and um, yeah. So we ended up doing loads more and really kind of like i don't know made a made a really kind of uh substantial start on the whole thing so that definitely made it easier that must have felt like a yeah. massive hurdle yeah sort it of was. crossed jumped it's a yeah. terrible analogy <laughs> no. you know trying to imagine but but yeah i mean mm. that did you already sort of feel like a sense of release then with that yeah and 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 i think a, a big part of it was the sense of momentum when you you know, like when you make that commitment, 
and you're there and you kind of, you get scared and you think, oh, you know, am I doing it at the right place? It's like the way that my brain was working, especially at that time, was to question every decision over and over again to the point where then you start to doubt every decision. And it's just, it's so harmful mm. um, and really does you know get quite exhausting but yeah it's just I don't know where that little bit of kind of courage if you can put it that way where it came from but as soon as it started to happen then it's like oh we've got that we've got that um, step in now and the next step is going to be this and then it kind of flows from there and not saying it wasn't without like obstacles and delays and all that kind of stuff but from that kind of point from that July 2020 it was it was a case of like you know here's the next thing here's the next thing um and the next thing always seemed like quite quite an obvious thing well this we need that now so let's yeah, do that I think so yeah and I, I'd always had the um I'd always had the vision for the record to have you know because I'm not particularly uh good at kind of the minimal thing i always <laughs> knew i was going to have strings and brass and backing vocals and like featured vocals um so yeah it was a case of like these these this is kind of the palette color palette type thing of what i'm going to use um and then i kind of did exercise a bit more restraint in certain areas where i just thought this place needs to be smaller or kind of more simple so we'll do that mm. um but yeah then also some amazing fun places where you kind of go to town a bit and and again like a massive part of this record that made it so enjoyable when it really got going was that so many mates played on it um sang on it and obviously you know helped engineer and all that kind of stuff so yeah it was I think the other aspect of that was once you kind of commit with other people's time, um, which a lot of the time in my case, they'd given up for, you know, you know, we were kind of skill swapping or, you know, d doing favors and that kind of thing is that you realize, Oh, I'm not just doing it for myself anymore. I'm kind of doing it for, for everyone involved. And people are asking, how's it going? You know, is it mixed yet? Is it coming out soon? That kind of thing, which I think helps as well to just have that accountability of, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like focuses <clears throat> your your mind in, mm. in those situations. To be less with whatever stage of the creative process. Yeah, or it's really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop asking. Ask me stop again. <laughs> stop asking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. is it eighty nine <clears throat> the the one that. Is just you and, and piano. Yeah. But you had recorded loads of extra stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So that um that song originally started out as um I had this I had a thought that on that first side of the record that there needed to be something like uh, something more direct and lively with a bit of kind of, you know, spring in it. Uh so I listened to loads of music and thought about stealing different ideas. And for a time, it was like I wanted to kind of steal young Americans. Yeah. And that, that kind of 
feel. And then I got really obsessed with the song Two Weeks by Grizzly Bear. And uh, and actually like the very first kind of like demo of 89, I just copied the structure exactly of, of Two Weeks. Um, and I really got it in my head that it had to have that kind of like bounce. Anyway, went through it, did like, what did I do? Some like Wurlitzer and baritone guitar. And James wrote a really cool drum part, which was like a bit Ringo-y and kind of almost like loose limbed octopus style <laughs> playing. That was really cool. Um, and I really liked it. But there was something about it which felt like a, almost like a, an explicit imitation of those uh, influences. Um, there was a piccolo trumpet solo in the middle of it. Uh, and there were like horn stabs. And I was, you know, like quite, it was quite bombastic. And I just felt like this is cool. Um but with that song, I just, that was where I really exercised that thing of like, take everything away. Don't be, you know, don't be worried about just presenting at least one thing on this record, which is just you. Um, and as much as I liked what we did, I think ultimately it was the right decision. Uh, you know, in particular, you know, just even sound wise it fits in better um with with the rest of that first side that's very brave though going that way isn't it to go from something because like you say it's almost like i guess um that it's when you're dressing up with all that kind of stuff as exciting as it's, it's almost like hiding yeah isn't it? beneath it all yeah would you say that's one of your favorite ones on the on the album now? yeah i think it is actually it's it's just um again it was it was a an opportunity for me to be concise, um, and also to to um, to write a chorus, which I don't I don't do a lot of. Um, and I think, you know, with my writing before, it's kind of it, a lot of the time it's been quite through written, and they're kind of like little pieces, and I and I like that too. But you know, it felt like a challenge for me to to write a chorus and to and to lean into that um and that song has a chorus and it's got you know quite a simple structure and it's relatively short um and yeah and another big part of that was like just leaning on like paul mccartney it's the second time he's come up after his bagel <laughs> but um this is slightly less relevant to be honest yeah. but. <laughs> but i was you know i was listening to a lot of him like whether it be through the Beatles stuff or obviously for his own stuff and yeah there's just that like amazing like I don't mean this in a like a cold sense but there's an efficiency to his writing and this real like craft of just um allowing the melody simplicity of it to just speak um and you know one of the things that fascinated me about about him and his writings like if you take something like yesterday um for me that song 
one of the reasons it works is that if it was significantly slower, it would feel almost like like it was wallowing in itself a bit. Yeah. Um, and it would almost feel like, you know, there's a kind of like, like it's almost like a asking for a, a sympathy or that kind of thing. But the f- I had this realisation after listening to it, oh, it's actually actually moves along quite a bit and you know it it kind of stays in time and it and the the string parts are interesting they move they kind of don't go to that like overly sweet um sound or arrangement and actually that's the strength is that you're kind of you're balancing this um what could be seem like quite a on the nose or like contrived subject matter and but you're not allowing it to kind of like wallow in itself and get stuck. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I like just became conscious of. And like you say, with this being like a very personal record, it's that sense of like th- th- there's a fine line, I think, between kind of almost, yeah, just like just sliding into that like self-pity mm. rather that, you know, whereas like what he seems to do on his more like, reflective songs is to just kind of observe them and and move through it mm. without kind of indulging it and that's you know blackbird is another example i think so simple um but and you know like a beautiful and poignant song about something but really important but it never kind of asks too much of whoever's listening to it yeah so it's got the same momentum hasn't it there's that real feeling of constant movement and just when it and you think it stops and then it goes on again it does exactly that yeah yeah when i was watching the get back documentary oh i was yes here we go you know and he's he's sitting there writing the long and winding road yeah and and that's a similar sort of thing it and i was struck by by the way he would almost almost act like he's just a conduit for these songs that have just passed him by because he he says phrases like, "I think it goes like this." I yeah, think, yeah, I think it goes like as if he's got nothing to do with yeah. it. It's just he's yeah. just trying to find it. He's like, "Yeah, I think <laughs> it's that chord here." Yeah, and maybe maybe that's just his way of 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 you know of dealing with the other three characters that are in in the band and not not trying to lay down what what he wants it to be. But yeah. But there's a way to to talk in in a group, isn't there? So mm. that people yes. feel like they're all involved. Yeah. Maybe that that's his approach to that. But but I just I like that he, he doesn't come with it with this big pretension like uh, oh I've just come up with the, the this most incredible song and mm. yeah, which totally. he has done like but he he's not he's not doing it like this big alter. No. He's just he's this song he's like he's fishing one day and this song has just come along. That yes. is that is what it feel, feels like and. And um, interestingly, with with that song as well, like from just um, either watching the film or reading a bit about it afterwards, is that like in the sessions where they made that song, um, and you can hear it on the on the um, what's it called? Like get back the naked, let it be. Yeah, like which is all the kind of original things before they went to you know be produced and stuff is that he wrote, uh, so I think it was Phil Spector, wasn't it, who produced the kind of official or single version of 
along yeah. the winding road. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's the like choir and the is there a harp on it? Strings, you know, it's it's, so. it's all quite, the bells and whistles, all the, the bells yeah, and whistles, and it's like a bit like ethereal stuff. And there's a really great letter that Paul wrote, basically saying, "Take it all off mm. <laughs> and don't mess with my stuff." Um, get back get <laughs> you I like bastard the, I like the way you just brought the mic towards your mouth and yeah that's <laughs> gonna kick that bit but no <laughs> again, it, again like I think it shows it just show, I mean I, I, who am I to comment on this really but for me the way I understood it is like he really understands that if you if you kind of like overdo it with the hamminess then it detracts from the message of the song. Mm. And that is such an incredible song. And and I'd never heard this stripped back version. I loved, and the, you know, it's, you know, almost a bit hypocritical of me because I love putting loads of layers on, layers on stuff, but it feels like a challenge now to be like, you know, oh, what would Paul do? <laughs> you know, take it away. Maybe it's even a case of like, just get better at playing that piano part or that guitar part, you know, really nail your arrangement of that bit um, so you don't have to mask it with the other stuff. Um, I've re- I've found that like trying to practice my own songs again, it's like when I listen to the stems, you know, certain bits aren't as kind of defined as they probably ought to be but it's kind of fine because there's a string quartet and three brass and drums and percussion and two singers behind it um but yeah i just think that's something that he does so well like however simple the part is just like really fit it in and um and then the song will just speak on its own i think it's like using good ingredients right well that's right yeah good good italian tomatoes yeah Paul nice, McCartney nice bit of cheese. is like, he's making cacio e pepe. Oh, you yeah. Know? But only with the very best. It doesn't need a lot. Is that the one with the little, but you rub? That's egg and pepper and... Yes. No, there's is no... Um, so, that that sounded very oh, dismissive. No. Sorry. No, I didn't mean it like no. no. No, but is this I watch where, a lot of pasta videos. I was gonna say, is this the common misconception about it? Well, um, cacio e pepe it? is, is, uh, is like, uh, well, there's black pepper and pepper. cheese, and uh, Ooh, no, I'm water. Good. <laughs> yeah, like no pasta, starchy water, pasta water, they'll starchy water, and some kind of fat. I'm guessing like olive oil or butter or something. But yeah, that's and it. then the, no egg. But the no the pasta is like you sort of rub it between your fingers, like like plasticine, and okay, it's not like spaghetti, is it? Well, maybe mm, it can be. Not yeah, it's like kind of almost like udon, but oh uh, yeah, has it got a hole in the middle? Of it? I don't know. I anyway, don't know. it's a bit thicker, right? Uh, I mean, I'm, this is this is all getting shit, in. This is a tricky, <laughs> it's a tricky analogy. Working but no, with anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, the point was, it's you know, he doesn't need a lot. Yeah, no, but he also, <laughs> unlike um, me, just chats and chats. <laughs> we, it's like that, and that uh, metaphor of thinking of it like ingredients can be applied to. Like rec- I don't know, recording it in in a good environment, and like, mm. so you're not. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's just nice you know nice performance nice room you're doing it in yeah but it also kind of applied to sort of the way the songwriting side of things and that that with Paul McCartney songs 
you can you can write it out as a as a vocal and piano yeah thing and it's just great it's like you know rogers and hammerstein or something <laughs> yeah, right. um, and same you know same without elton john or billy joel and those great songwriters mm. it's not relying on on produ- the production side of things yeah yeah um where some artists which which, which who would you know make inc- who make inc- incredible music but if you actually try to write down a yeah, piano right. and vocal score of it mm. it might be quite underwhelming and yeah. might not work on its own yeah yeah it, that's a it's an interesting one because i think with the like with the progress made in production and all of those techniques i think people are discovering new ways to kind of make simple music um without piano guitar and you know like we say i think i think i still have that tendency to like go to that more i guess it's more old-fashioned or kind of i don't know what it would be but yeah i I like the idea of making being able to make a simple score for stuff Mm. um but then so so was there a point where you kind of had to go because i guess what we got from last time when we were chatting to you mm. was that that thing of just wanting to make things or it not being quite right or yeah. just not right. so was there when you were recording it even were there points where you were like I've just got to put that one to bed now and move on and go yeah okay, that's okay yeah absolutely yeah absolutely you just say because it's it's never done mm. it, it's it's never done so was it the accountability that then that made you go oh, actually i do have to just yeah and and also, you know, I think my one of the difficulties I had was I was really attached to making these eleven songs the very best they could be, mm. which is which is a good thing in in principle. But I think if you get too stuck in it, then you're almost denying yourself. What about all the other music that you're going to make, whether it be on your own or with other people? If you're still kind of three four years later just trying to perfect in inverted commas this song yeah it never gets out and you never also you never you never learn from it so the like weirdest thing that's happened with with this stuff it's well i guess it's not weird really but it's kind of like an interesting thing to me is that every time i put another one out and it becomes it almost it's like it's not really yours anymore because everyone's got access to it um is that i'll hear something new in the mix or something will just pop out that i'd not really thought about before and and it only i think like fa- framing it in a more positive way may- means that i just think oh next time i want to do more of that or less of that um but in, until you kind of complete the circle um, by making something and releasing it and, you know, hopefully, or not hopefully, but soon for me, playing it to like an audience of people, then you can't necessarily really like learn the full amount from that experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like, I, I, you know, it's quite simple, but I just like the idea that that you you do finish the cycle you make something you put it out and you kind of give it a chance to you know engage with people to whatever degree yeah um 
Yeah. That's yeah. great. So, so when's this gig then? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Seb. Well, this gig, uh, this gig is on Thursday, the seventh of September. <gasps> great. This year, so less than two months away. Yeah, well, I don't know when we're going to put this out, but we'll we'll get it out. Well, it'll be less than two months away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, so that's that's always going to be true. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's going out on Friday the eighth. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, did you want to sell some tickets? I love oh, to. No. <laughs> I love to buy some tickets. Where is it, Johnny? Um, so it's at a great place called Stanley Arts mm. in Norwood, at Norwood Junction area. Um. And yeah, I, I was I was thinking for a long time about where I could do this gig um, and where you could fit 11 people on the stage. And uh, I kind of went around various places in my head or kind of in real life. And uh, for whatever reason, it just wasn't kind of working out. And then one day, because I live kind of close to the venue, so I was on a bus and I saw it and I thought, oh, I wonder what it's like. Um, yeah. And then we went and checked it out and it was amazing. And the people were lovely and it's actually got uh, dressing rooms in it. Wow. So that's, that's cool. Um, you know, when you're used to kind of growing up in like gigs in pubs where you, you might have a cupboard, <laughs> it's quite, yeah, it's really cool. There's a couple of rooms and, and yeah, I think just as a venue, they're doing really good things. And, and it felt quite nice to me that it could be close to home and it could be a venue with, you know, in the future, hopefully I can kind of have a bit of a relationship with and 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 think about doing other things there and yeah, actually being a bit more part of the community, which is at the moment kind of unclear to me how that would happen, but. Yeah, because yeah. you're quite new to this area, aren't you? Well, well not no, the area, but new place, right? No, no, no? So, yeah, same place as you, you oh, saw me that? last time. Yeah, like so six years. Oh, man, I thought you'd moved. No, I've been, I'm very much still there. Right. So, you know, really, you should know your community. I should, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Johnny's not straight very far from, from where, you, where you grew I up. haven't, no, no, no. It's that. It's that terrible fear again, just striking. <laughs> no. You don't even have a passport, do you? <laughs> no, 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 I made one. I made one for myself on Word, but it's not official. You can't use it. No, no. I use it just from getting, you know, getting cross from Penge to Forest Hill. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't get checked much, but you know, um, the venue. I've I've done a gig there. It's it's like a really nice church hall type thing, isn't it? Or school hall? Type? Yeah. Well. Like, there's a stage, isn't there, right? It, that's yeah. above the main floor. Yeah, yeah. And and it's got a little, well, a decent-sized balcony. And it's all yes. nice kind of wooden, uh, high, you know, wooden floors, high ceilings. Um, so it might be a nice place to maybe, could you record in, in yeah. the room with a, a, yeah. a big group or something? You want yeah, to I think or? so. And I, th- and I think hopefully we are going to record this gig as well uh, in some kind of way. Um, but yeah, it was just this real gem that was kind of on my doorstep and I'd not <clears throat> thought about, but yeah. even that was really exciting to me. Like, oh, what could we do here in the future? Um, and outreach projects. Outreach projects. <laughs> absolutely. Education, getting stuck into the local community more, you know, or, 
or, or, or not doing that. You could do anything <laughs> you, could you do like. A, a tea dance. You could do a tea dance. Well, yeah. that's what I was envisaging. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 going to be really fun, and that's it's just great. um, yeah, it's just feels again like talking about momentum. Just having something booked in, having that accountability, needing to sell tickets for something is it's not actually as overwhelming as it might have seemed before you know yeah yeah and again you know the the people who are playing are really good mates and are being you know really generous and and there's not that massive pressure to to like to make money and to and to you know to have it be a success in that way i think the people who are involved are kind of doing so because there does seem to be the sense of like community amongst a lot of people we know mm. Mm. where we help each other out and it's mutual and you know it, that feels like in the absence of lots of funding and that's kind of security this is the way that we get things done now yeah um don't you feel that as well i feel like yeah. there's a real sea change in that that I certainly think personally, and I, I'm not discouraging people from paying things. Yeah, that's yeah. a general, but that <laughs> actually doing things because you want to do them, it feels like a worthwhile, good project. Yeah, it's so important. It is and fulfilling, at, and like you say, like being paid and making money is so important. And mm. I think it would be like, you know, very wrong to to suggest otherwise. But maybe it's just a sense of approaching it from a different angle of, well, if we're not necessarily getting the opportunities that we once had or that we'd hoped to have, then who else is better placed to generate those opportunities rather than us? Hmm. We we can do it. And like, you know, sat in between you two and I know that you both have multiple like endeavours that you've generated yourselves with no one else's, well, you know, you're done with mates, colleagues, whatever. No like, one's asked you to do it. No one's this. asked you to do it. And the, People you know, actively tell you not to do it. Yeah, and sometimes. Yet you go That's on. Us against That's go right. On. That's right. <laughs> or, 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 like another nice thing is that the thing that you start turns into something else. Mm. You know, sometimes and and, uh, but again, it's going back to what I said earlier, and it's so simple, but it took me ages to realise. Just, just start it. Yeah. yeah, because you know it doesn't. You know, don't be afraid of it because it's it might not be exactly that thing that you envisage, but it could be something better. Yeah, or it could be something way worse, and then you just stop it. Yeah, just stop. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you're gonna have a paying audience there, and they'll be expecting a good show. And, yes, um, and yeah. if it's bad, I think they'll be disappointed. Are I you, think so. Are you feeling yeah. nervous about that? I actually got um, well. I wasn't until I got a message from um, dear friend Rick Ellsworth mm. who said pretty um, kind of like bluntly, just bought two tickets. It better be good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know? that, that's, you couldn't get a nicer message from Rick. I mean, that is, <laughs> that sums know, the man up. I know he means it with all the love. And uh, yeah, no, I thought, but I thought it was great because ultimately it's true. You can't be rubbish, <laughs> but no, it's, I think it's going to be a supportive room. I hope I so. Be right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because most renter crowds are these days. 
<laughs> if you pay a bit extra, they clap more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, um, no, so, there'll be real people there. So have you written out all the parts yet? Have you got... Yeah? That's what I'm doing now. Yeah. So, and how's that going, that process? It's, it's, it's really fun. It's really cool. So... Um, Jimmer, James Campbell, he, he sent me the stems of everything. And so, yeah, I can just like loop stuff on Logic and retranscribe it and make hopefully improvements to, you know, some more like questionable areas of it. But because also, because we've got a different setup, we haven't got like a full string quartet. We haven't got like all the singers who are on the record. So this is quite nice because it's like, how do I, how do I kind of recreate it for like this live band? Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been really fun. It's kind of, yeah, kind of getting back into logic and finding patches on like the synth, like the Norden, working out what's going to do what, mm. what are we going to need to kind of trigger live? What can we play live? With 11 people, it turns out you can play most of it live. But yeah, That's there's good. some moments where I've, you know, there might be four guitar parts, um, even if it's just like doubling the same thing. So, yeah, me and Rich Legate, who is my great mate and great guitarist, we've been um, getting together a couple of times to just work out how we're going to do that. And it's just really fun. You know, like, it's really fun. It's a it's a real privilege to be doing it because, um, yeah, I didn't necessarily think it would get to this stage where we can actually play it together and where people would be up for doing mm. it. So, yeah. That's going to be a joyous moment, isn't it? Yeah. I hope so. I think so. I mean, we're going to we're going to start rehearsing it just as a five. Um so with like bass, drums, guitar, keys and um me just because that's kind of like most of the songs are kind of like born out of that kind of conventional bandy setup. Yeah. And then um yeah, we'll put the just as important but extra special bits on top, I guess, with the winds and brass and strings. So yeah. Great. Yeah. So in, in the last interview you you talked about the the time where you got a load of people together yeah. to go through the same ten songs, was it? Near enough, yeah. But you, yeah. you came away from it thinking Oh, I'm thinking about this all in the wrong way. Right. And it's funny how you've gone from maybe a similar lineup, but you've gone through this whole process and yeah. now you're at, at the other end of it. Yeah. With pres presumably a lot of the same players and, and, yeah. and all that, but you've, you've, you've gone through, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of things have happened in the last sort of <laughs> yeah. five, five years. You said it was 2018. I guess, it? yeah, I would have started it then. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean that's quite an interesting, quite an interesting thing. It's yeah. not really a question, but no, no, talk an about observation. That. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think because that first time we ran it, and I think there were six of us in the room, and and it was nice to hear it, but it it wasn't necessarily what I'd imagined. But saying that, it, the issue wasn't that we couldn't do it. It was just that my mind was too restricted by just that one rehearse like one playthrough i was like oh it's not where it needs to be yet so it's not going to work mm. and again like with ha having patience and and just calmness you come to realize that it's like it could sound terrible on the first go it didn't it didn't sound terrible at all everyone was great but 
it could sound terrible. You just have to find ways of making it sound good. Yeah. Um, and and that's much more what it's about now. And and on that, I'm kind of um, I'm I'm really looking forward to doing this the full record with everyone, but also. I really like the idea that like as like like we were saying earlier that the songs can work in their kind of most minimal form. Mm. Um and it, you just kind of strip those layers away and I think it, when it comes to that situation that's when you're really leaning on the strength or not strength of the songwriting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally. I think you were saying before that you you'd come to it um, think of the practical side of things that you that you could gig this this music by yeah, putting right. the group together. Okay, let's run it run it through, and then we can gig it. We're like a band. Yeah, it's it's your project, but you're a band. Yeah, but but it, it just didn't quite work in your mind. And but now you've you've allowed the songs to find themselves and like to know what the the DNA yeah. of every tune is. So so yeah. now you can come with all of those forces at your disposal yeah and then you can decide whether you want everyone or you just want just you and a piano sometimes yeah yeah no that, that that's it isn't it it's like um talking about those practicalities i think and putting the practicality first of like here we are there's a the six of us we're gonna just play it in a in its kind of rawest form in this room then we can take it on the road or into venues or whatever um what what got me with that was that it's that's not necessarily like the most creative way of doing things um and it's not necessarily allowing the musicians in the group to like speak and perform as they really want to um so yeah the the idea of of kind of being more collaborative with people and just saying here's my song uh what part you know what do you want to do on it that kind of happened a lot. Uh, it's happened particularly with James and with Rich, um, where it was just like, it was more open. But then there is the other side of things where, again, like going back to like time and like the, the realistic fact that people need to make, make a living. Um, when it kind of came to the string sessions and we had to do, nine songs in a day it was like we can't necessarily sit here and 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 like exchange ideas about this so here are some parts so it's combining those two elements and actually saying like hit the parts are going to be a starting point and we're going to learn it together and then once we've kind of established that we can play around with it um but like, there's nothing, is there anything, I don't know. I think for me that there's kind of nothing worse of being directionless mm. and, and, and feeling like intimidated by like all this blank open space. Um, and also, you know, some people like to improvise, others don't necessarily feel comfortable with that. So when like, now it's come round to like making this record live some people read notation and there's parts and some people don't read notation and there are no parts and both is fine mm. and both's going to work because different people have different strengths um mm. you know or processes of how they do stuff and also like i wouldn't know how to notate 
for Rich, like some of the amazing stuff he does with his pedals. Like, I don't yeah, know. God. I just say, do, do, like, do your thing. And <laughs> I just trust, trust him as I do all of them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the reward-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you think a lot of that sort of allowing collaboration and letting go to an extent and sort of just releasing a bit of that control also comes down to how you're feeling in your life and just yeah. <laughs> a, a sort of sea change for you as well. Cause. Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think I've thought about it like that, but you, I suppose you reach different points in your life where, where you realise that actually by letting go, you feel far more in control than you do when you cling very tightly Mm. um so i think that that is yeah just as relevant in like music and art um the only kind of caveat to that i would say is that those relationships are are built on trust i think and an experience so um it's it's one thing going into a room of like brand new people who you don't necessarily know and having the kind of courage or you might frame it as kind of naivety to say let's all just collaborate oh, together yeah because yeah. that can also be like pretty messy and and painful um but yeah once you've established really good relationships creative relationships with people it's about saying you know and and there were plenty of uh moments on this record um there's a there's the fourth song is called foreign time long night and it's got like a slightly extended outro and um it was one of those moments where like with james it's again there's there's no amount of like notation that i'm gonna do or kind of like real kind of like um like granular controlly type thing that's going to make him play a great part you just say just try like what do you think and what do you want to try just try it and um you know like he's an amazing drummer and musician and and the kind of his influences and his idea for where it should go just came out and that's one of the moments on the record where yeah by releasing the control you've got something better and so much more enjoyable because it's like I didn't do that mm. I can I can like objectively enjoy it without feeling big-headed because <laughs> someone else did it and they're great and that's yeah. you know that's really nice yeah 
We're talking about collaborating with two fabulous musicians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we're going to do something, aren't we? we we're going to do something. Which we've never done on the podcast before. No. Maybe mm. we've done it on the live shows, which you've been a part of, actually, the first oh, live yeah. show we did, which yeah. I remember when we were, I was arranging all the bits for it, and I was like, oh, can you do this? And you were like, this is uh, very, um, what was what's the <laughs> word? Um, opt- optimistic. Optimistic. Oh, optimistic. And... Um, there's another word. Uh, I'm not. Uh, it's not coming to me now. Ambitious. Ambitious. That's oh, it. I thought yeah. you say unfathomable. No. <laughs> yeah. I remember being so worried about that, and then even t- to the day, and then Phil Donnelly, the knight in shining armor, just came in and just obviously could just play it all. Yeah. So I didn't need to worry about playing a guitar. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. What yeah. I really meant was this is very ambitious for me. Oh, right. <laughs> Everyone else is great. I thought you meant the entire project. <laughs> no, no. This is madness. What are you <laughs> thinking? No, that was that was still one of the highlights of recent years. I reckon you guys captured like the spirit of great nineties TV in in that live podcast. It was a lot of lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of a fun. A lot of things just came together, happy accidents. They and did. Yeah. Just luck and have well, you sold it? Have you sold the... Yeah, Endemol bought it. Um, oh, okay. We're, we're very, very rich now. Yeah, the, oh, the nice. fact that I'm dressed like a tramp is <laughs> just a facade. Oh, <laughs> I have food down my trousers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why do you think I'm wearing such a long shirt? <laughs> There's beans everywhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to play yes. one of your songs we with are, you. Yeah. Which one are we going to do? Uh, we're going to play Home, which is the first song from... A different kind of light which is my album out now well this song's out now <laughs> uh let me just i'm just remembering my media training hang on so home out now everywhere online uh along with some other songs from the album um yeah so we're gonna do it brilliant great um, we're not quite sure how i've how? sort of set some stuff up i yep. guess we'll stop this bit now. Yeah. Okay. And then the next thing you'll hear will be will be that track. Yeah. So strap I mean, in. Good luck, Brace everyone. Yourselves. Good luck, everyone. Finally, I 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.